Welcome to Any Way You Want It. I'm your host, Kaylin McDuff. I'm an LA-based coach for women who want to create lives based on desire. Here on the show, we like to have real conversations about sex, relationships, and life through talks with everyday people, experts, friends, and everything in between, I give you a plethora of options, different relationship models, new mindsets, perspectives, and paradigms. Listen for what sounds interesting to you and follow that. This is just the beginning of you having a life designed entirely from the specificity of your desire. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Any Way You Want It. I am completely delighted, surprised, honored, and um, totally curious um, about my time today with my bestie, Agnes Mahalik. Hi, Agnes. Hi, love. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, yeah, this is sort of a, a dream come true. I, you know, I've got all these amazing women circling in my orbit and, you know, Agnes, um, has just got carved out a very close, uh, space. What do I want to say? carved out, um, a deep impression actually on my heart over the last few years. She is my bestie. She lives in New York. And, um, I, this morning I had another guest who unfortunately had to cancel and I was just, you know, like, Oh, let me just see what, what wants to happen with this. You know, it was totally calm. I was like, Oh, that's sad. But I just trusted. I was like, there's a reason why, this spot opened up to record today. And in my meditation, I was like, Oh, let me just like put this on my heart. And then Agnes, like an image of Agnes just popped into my consciousness. (laughs) And I was like, I have to call Agnes. So I called her and then do you want to share with them what like your experience was this morning before we spoke to just, I want people to like really understand the, uh, the synchronicity of the universe. (laughs) Yeah, so I have been going out on weekly or weekly daily walks and little jogs. And usually what ends up happening is I really take the time to clear my mind and allow for whatever is like deeper rumination to come up. And typically I'll start to like say little mantras and little chants to myself and and a similar theme will start uh, creating itself. And so today it was all about like coming out with more expression and coming out more in truth and underlying love and just expressing, expressing, expressing. And then of course, after I get home, then I get a call from Kaylin about this opportunity. I'm like, wow, that was fast. (laughs) Really just opening up that throat chakra. (laughs) But honestly, I just, it's, uh, to me, I'm like, it's just completely, uh, completely divine. And I hope that that, you know, I want to share more about, um, Agnes's work in the world and, and who she is to me, but hopefully that story, um, can actually just be sort of our first teaching point here to just trust the divine nature of, of the world around you. Oh, it's so amazing. Like for us to have ideas and wants is one thing, but like 
oh, what's available to us when we let go of the attachment of how that shows up is like incomprehensible. Like it's amazing how the universe will show up for us and how things will just align incredibly quickly because we're in tune with it. And mm-hmm. it's always so much better than what you could have dreamed about. Uh, totally. Oh my gosh. Well, um, so yeah, let me just uh, clue y'all in on why, why, on what Agnes is up to in the world um, and then who she is for me. So Agnes is a, a guide for women who are interested in the path of feminine submission. Um, and this past, uh, this past fall, um, or actually I think summer and fall, um, she co-shepherded over 130 women (laughs) through, um, her programs, um, and, you know, in partnership with a few other colleagues, which I'm sure she'll talk about. Um, but this woman, she has had a massive impact already. Just, um, I think in the, in the world of BDSM and in the world of feminine submission, um, yeah, you're just a rising star that's, and you've had a huge impact already. Um, and for me, she has, gosh, we've only known each other for like three years, right? Maybe almost four years at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, but she is the reason why we've grown so close over the years is, um, because Agnes, we share so so many of the same values and Agnes is a practitioner. This is a woman who will go to the depths of her soul in any spot where she sees an opportunity to, to grow or learn. And, um, Agnes, you're just one of the most humble, uh, graceful women that I have ever had the pleasure of being around thank you i love you so much thank you thank you that was a stunning introduction (laughs) well um okay so most of our our time today um i would you know we want to focus in on feminine submission like what is that even (laughs) um, surrender. I think so many women want to surrender and they're stuck in a conversation in their head of like, how do I even do that? Um, and then also, um, looking at, uh, the divine masculine and, um, and our fathers and God and how that is all one big connected conversation. So those are some of the topics we're going to look at today um, on the show. And we're just going to weave some of Agnes's story in here um, because that's the part that makes it the juiciest. Um, so before we kind of dive into all those topics, just give us like a very um, kind of high level view of who you were before you found this feminine path like what your life was like. Beautiful. Yeah. So I used to live in New York city and had the corporate job and was really enjoying my, like, you know, starting my career, growing my, in my career, very hungry to learn and climb the corporate ladder. And I've always been kind of this, like, close to earth and nature and 
and always had like lovely relationships with girlfriends and slowly started, started to unpack more of better understanding, like what does femininity mean? What does masculinity mean? What attributes and traits do they contain? Uh, how does this feel on an energetic level? And the more I started to go into that, it's like, wow, how many realms are available to really dive deep into these crevices and like start to unwind and feel what's true for me and like, where is, where is my system calling to next and what feels more aligned for me and like what's there for me to open up into and to grow into and to explore and to really like enjoy and have fun. This life is so rich. There's so much that's available to us, particularly in New York city, which I've always adored is how massive that city is and how diverse it is and full of opportunities. Mm. And then it's like, wow, there's so much here in this realm of better understanding men and women and the deeper energetics of how we play and like how we connect and what differentiates us and how we complement each other so beautifully Mm. and how much misunderstanding there is and how much distortion there is and holy cow, how messy it can be for us (laughs) to unwind and to figure out and like, (laughs) yeah. yeah, just face plant on the floor and try to get yourself back up and and try again. Oh my gosh. I love it when you face plant on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> I love it too. <laughs> this is a woman who is willing to get deeply, deeply messy. I think my favorite messy moment with you was um, when you were destroying that watermelon uh, in, at the retreat in Northern California. <laughs> Like full on destroying this thing um, as a way to take out anger. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, well, and what's the thing that sort of um, got you to say yes to the path that you are on? You know, because I, what I heard in your share, you know, it was like, oh my gosh, you just you started noticing the world around you. You're like, there's so many complexities. And, but what was the like, um, sort of, yeah, deeply personal, like, yes, in your body? What was that? So I felt a, I felt a really deep calling a few years ago to learn more about the realm of DS and BDSM. And I know can we just pause for a moment and have you break down what that means? Just in case this is people's first episode. I always explain it every time, (laughs) but do you mind uh, sharing what that is for people? Yes. So DS quickly dominance and submission BDSM standing for bondage and discipline dominance and submission and sadism and masochism. So I knew that there was more to this than whatever the TV shows and the music videos and the like whips and chains. And I'm like, yeah, I know that that's there. And I'm sure that there's more here that I don't understand and I don't know about. And I was terrified 
of learning because I didn't want to go, you know, just off into playland and have something happen. And I don't really understand what I'm getting myself into. So I took a course brilliantly led by Omru Pani, who teaches in the Tri-State area and really understood like the nuances and the energetics and coming to an understanding of how this is such a deeply polarized environment to go into and really going into the the shadows that we have and being held in those shadows and how big this realm is and how the structure and framework for understanding like how to play with one another really opens up the field of possibility. And it's really whatever you want to create is available to be created. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, how did you get past the initial fear of like, okay. Cause I hear that there was this, uh, sort of like intrigue. And then you were also terrified. (laughs) Yeah. But, and, you know, I remember that time you were terrified and wildly turned on. (laughs) So turned on, (laughs) super turned on. And that's where like real, real desire is and real turn on is when it is something deep within us and we don't know what it's going to look like and we can't really foresee what's coming to us and for us. Mm -hmm. And so really the more I was, I was firmly had my heels in the ground of, I need to first get educated before anything happens because I really, I want to understand this. And the more I started to explore the more that I saw that this is a wonderful structure that's available and to come into a space to interact with people that you, excuse me, that you trust and that you want to open up to and slowly, incredibly vulnerably be seen. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) And the most powerful, some of the most powerful experiences I've had have nothing to do with whips or chains or any of that. Mm. It's the energetic that's available there is incredible because it's highly polarized. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what do you think are a few of the biggest misunderstandings that people have in the world about DS play? Cause yeah, I was just thinking, I'm like, of course, yeah. People think it's like, this has to be this really intense thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. It has to be really intense. Um, I mean, it's, it has a lot of shadow. It has a lot of taboo. It has a lot of misconceptions and, you know, you create the world that you want to create for yourself. Mm-hmm. So for me, what I really like to presence is that 
if you can learn the rules of the game, then you choose how to play. Ooh. So it can be, it it can be dark. It can be re-traumatizing. There are wolves in sheep's clothing. There are bad experiences for sure. And you can choose to play differently. You can choose to bring a lot of consciousness and intention and holding a clean and clear field to play in. Mm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Tell us about like one of your early experiences as a submissive, like the, just the experience you had in your body that just had you say, oh, this is where I belong. (laughs) Oh gosh. So this one, I, I love this story and I feel like it really resonates with a lot of women. Yeah. Um, so, and it's such a beautiful um, highlight to how really this play is whatever you want it to be. So, one of my early scenes, and a scene is like the 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 space that you go into that's agreed upon by both parties. And so, one of my first scenes was he was seated in a chair and he instructed me to come before him and to bow down at his feet. Mm. And when my body started to like inch millimeter down, everything in my system erupted everything internally was like no don't you dare don't you dare bow down before a man what are you doing (laughs) what the hell are you doing a you work way too hard on your self-confidence to come before a man and bow down at his feet b what does this mean what does this mean mm. about you? What does this mean about him? And see, you don't like feet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just getting so turned on even hearing this story. Oh my gosh. Like a volcano inside of me and all the alarm bells, all of the red flags. It was like SOS. This is not a drill. This is not Mm -hmm. a drill. This is not a drill. And all happening internally. He's still seated there. I'm on the outside. I look cool as a cucumber. And I am like just slowly coming down. And then I get down to his feet. And my heart breaks. Mm. And I start to cry. And I'm like, oh, my God. All of this time where I am, quote unquote, building my self-confidence, I am also building walls. Mm. 
I am building walls to protect my heart. And if I cannot, quote unquote, simply bow humbly before someone's feet, before a person that I have reverence for, in this, in this quote unquote simple scene for a few minutes, then what does that mean about my relationship to my father? Mm. I can't bow down before my own father's feet. Mm. I can't bow down to before a man that I respect. Mm. And that changed my life. Wow. I love hearing this. I actually haven't, I don't think I've heard this story from you before. So I love that I'm hearing it here for the first time. I can just, that, just that whole transmission just moved through my body. And it's this, like, this is what, what's available is a space where it's two humans coming together and holy cow the pieces that are within us that can erupt and and can shift and can be like rewired and be seen and be released like that's that's what's possible and available in conscious space right yeah that's well, and it's um, just to sort of highlight this for my listeners, that space, I mean, it is really created by the energy of the, of the Dom and of the submissive, right? Together, mm-hmm. right? So it's not like, oh, the Dom is doing something to the submissive. He's actually creating an experience that is in service of the submissive. And I think this is like, you know, to our conversation a few minutes ago, like this is one of the biggest misconceptions that I see in the world is that people think it's like, it's punishment or it's, it's like the Dom is just, you know, being uh, selfish and getting all of his, but what people don't understand is that there is a conversation that's happening before a scene, right? To really look at, oh, what would be the experience we want to create? What are my growing edges as a submissive that I want to lean into? And it's doing that with somebody you trust. So I don't, I don't know if you want to speak to some of that, but I just, I realized in this conversation, I sort of jumped from like, oh, meet my friend, Agnes. (laughs) She's been down this submissive path. Oh, what is that? And now all of a sudden we're in the scene. Right. And it's, I'm, you know, I'm just realizing I'm like, oh, maybe let's just give people a little bit of context for the, what, you know, happens before that too. Yes. Brilliant. Thank you for kind of like scaling back out. (laughs) Well, and you know, listen, I brought us there. I was like, tell me about a moment, (laughs) which I just freaking love that. But yeah, let's let's backtrack a little. That's what, that's what I mean by like learning the rules of the game. Like there is structure to this. It's two people coming together. You create agreements, 
you set your boundaries, you you speak your limits, and you you say, okay, um, you know, let's create a space. This is the designated space, and you have I always, always, you have a safe word. Always, always, you can stop at any time. Always, always, you always can say no. You don't ever have to do anything you do not want to do. Mm-hmm. And it's an agreed upon uh, kind of like coming together. And yeah. two adults who are sober and conscious, never under, you should never be under influence of oh, no. alcohol or anything like that. Um, and seeing what's available. It's really like a structured space for, for shadows to come out or egos, like in my case, for your ego to come out um, and being vulnerable and like showing different parts of yourself. Mm -hmm. I love that. What has been the most surprising part of this whole journey for you? Oh gosh, the most surprising has probably been how much it's it has continued to open me up to better understand the relationships between the masculine and the feminine mm-hmm. and men and women in the way that we truly complement one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like where we can, if we were, if we're willing to be interdependent, right. And really rely on each other, not in a codependent way, (laughs) an Mm -hmm. interdependent way. uh, I mean, there's something available that neither energy could create on its own, you know, the masculine or the feminine. Yeah. It's really quite beautiful. And it's so interesting of how you know the world continues to evolve and and how we continue to evolve and how kind of in the western current world uh we're in an interesting position where there are more women who are kind of holding these <clears throat> masculine type of uh, fields where you know they are working in the corporate world, and how it is. Um, I mean, I'm not so sure if I should say that. How it is, like things have been skewed, and and how there are a lot of troubles between men and women because we've kind of shunned these natural parts of ourselves. Hmm. Yeah. Totally. Um, well, there's so, I mean, I, I know for, I'll speak for myself, you know, I, uh, over time have really developed, uh, have a quite developed masculine side to me. <laughs> and I've really had to unlearn some of that. And, and not that it's, uh, not that it's wrong or bad. It's just that I'm present to the power that's available. If I really tap into my feminine, you know, Um, like I want to just say like, stay in my own, stay in my lane. It's a really gorgeous lane. (laughs) 
Yeah. And I believe like on a soul level, I believe we each have our own lifetime to go through whichever lessons we are intended to go through. And so we we all look different and all of our paths look different and they're unique to, to what we need. And, um, and it's ours to discover, which is really exciting. So there's no right or wrong per se, because it's all quote unquote divinely perfect. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's ours to come into. Um, And through this work of feminine submission, There have been many women who, like myself, have felt this like coming back home to this archetype, to this deep feminine knowing that, yes, this feels true for me. Yes, this feels more natural. Yes, my body feels a deep knowing of this space. Mm. And it's tricky because there's a lot of misconception around what submission is and what it means and what it looks like. And at the end of the day, that is ours to individually unpack and unravel and discover and create for ourselves. Mm. Mm -hmm. Totally. What, um, what would you say to a woman? Like, let's just imagine a woman out there listening to this. Uh, maybe, well, there's a few, you know, different kinds of women, right? Some women are in relationships. Some women are married. Some women are single. Um, but let's just say for women who really want to bring more fire and polarity into their relationship, um, what would you um, what would you say to them? There's so much that's available for you. Mm. There is so much that's available within this archetype. Mm. And that's what it is. It is an archetype. It's a part of us. We have we're filled with different types of archetypes. Mm-hmm. And we choose the ones that we want to bring to the forefront and the ones that we want to spend the most time in and express ourselves in. And this archetype creates a deep polarization for the masculine to respond to Mm. because the feminine is like the egg. The egg, quote unquote, sits there. She's simply being, quote unquote, simply being. And the masculine is the one to respond to her. He responds to her beingness. He mm. responds to her egg sitting there. And he's the one who swims up and wants to get on in there to create something new, which is magical. <laughs> yeah so i i love that example that's so um that's so crystal clear oh my gosh okay then what about the woman that's like okay but agnes i am not going to get on my hands and knees for my husband <laughs> i know what ohm would say about this <laughs> i want to know what you say <laughs> oh 
Well, I, I will be there for you the day that you do, and I'll be there to celebrate you. And this is yours to, to decide for yourself and to stay true to yourself and to unravel at the speed that you need and to find your own truth. And if you want to get there faster, <laughs> get on your knees. God, if you want to get there faster, get on your knees, bitches. Listen up. Oh my gosh. That is so hot. There are so many laments and I raised my hand. I was there too. Where, where are the good men? Where are the men? Why aren't the men stepping up? All of these laments and complaints. And like, oh my gosh, woman, have you taken a look in the mirror? Like, what are you, what are you presenting to the world? Mm -hmm. What are you putting out there? If you're continuously complaining and lamenting, then of course he's not going to show up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if you can let go of your ego and your warrior stance and shield, then holy cow, there are so many gorgeous, handsome, honorable men out there. Mm. Yeah. If you wanna get there faster, get on your knees. <laughs> I think, uh, I think we've gotten all that I need today. We can just go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, I'm kidding. I have more questions for Agnes, but I'm just dying over here. I'm just delighted. Uh, <laughs> um, so, hmm. Well, I, you know, let's talk a little bit about that, this idea of um, like honoring the masculine, right? And, and cherishing um, and being devoted to the masculine, being devoted to the masculine. That is a chargy topic in the world. Um, but tell us, uh, well, actually tell us about your like pre-submission relationship with the masculine. Oh, so I for sure was one of those that's like, oh, all the complaints, you know, why, why can't he just dot, dot, dot? Why can't he just read my mind? Why can't mm -hmm. he just get it together? Why oh, yeah. can't he just show up? And oh, yeah. Why I, doesn't he have a bigger cock? Why can't he just like organize things? Why can't he get his shit together? Oh, yeah. Okay. Continue. Mm -hmm. I'm with you. And, you know, wow. And that was, that was something I went through in my life. And now on the other side of it, I'm like, wow, oh, that's a pretty, that's a pretty shitty person to be with. I wouldn't want to be with that person. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't want to show up for her mm -hmm. <laughs> if I were a man. Mm -hmm. And we, get into these spots and ruts and we're just stuck there and mm. we really create our own realities. 
Mm. It's so true. Yeah. If you believe a man can win, there's actually space for him to win. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Like the allowing and giving yourself the gift of having masculinity in your life that's complementary, that serves and nourishes the both of you in the most true and organic way is like that's gorgeous Mm. that's what how we were built that's why we are two different genders and i know that the gen the topic around gender and sexuality is really big in the collective right now and we do not celebrate the other we do not celebrate the gifts that the other has. Like my gifts as a woman are different than the gifts that a man has. Mm. But oh my God, when we come together and we complement one another, that creates something so much bigger than what we could do by ourselves. Yeah. What are some of what are some of your favorite ways to celebrate them and honor the masculine? Oh, so many ways. Kaylin, I thought oh my you gosh. Never ask. Oh my gosh. Well, and again, for women out there who are thinking, like, I'm in a relationship, it sort of feels dead. I want to add polarity. I don't know how, right? Mm-hmm. Um we can't give you all the, all the how, but we can give you some of the cheat codes and one of the cheat codes, it's not even a cheat code. It's just like how this shit works is to bring reverence and honor and grace. So tell us Agnes. Men need respect. That Mm. is like bare minimum foundation. Men need to be respected. Mm-hmm. And like really celebrate and appreciate him. Mm-hmm. They do so much for us. They do so much in the world. So when a woman can see him and she can say, oh, honey, babe, I so appreciate what you did the other day. When you did that, when you moved the car before the snowstorm and put the windshield wipers up, oh, that was so much easier for me to then get in the car the next morning and go to work. I really appreciate you taking that extra step to do that. That was so kind of you. Appreciating him for what he does and what he produces, and particularly something that he is brilliant at, Mm. and celebrating that part of him. (laughs) And this isn't, the trick is, uh, women can turn this around and make it about them. So do not make this about you. This is about celebrating him and appreciating him. And the key is, or something to kind of take note of (laughs) Mm. is that when we do 
express this appreciation, they light up like a lightning <laughs> bolt. Like a light bulb. <laughs> They're so happy to be seen and appreciated. And then they do it more because it they win. It's a winning yes. formula. Set up a cycle of winning. <laughs> winning, winning, winning. And that like that energetic will continue to grow and continue to thrive. Yeah. Absolutely. Ooh. Um, do you have any other pieces around how you love to honor the masculine? Because I know you've done some pretty creative things over the years, Agnes. <laughs> oh, so many things. And you know, I think the biggest thing is like me giving it up on my own game. Mm-hmm. Oh, tell tell the people what you mean by that. <laughs> when we can let go of all of the games that we play mm-hmm. as women, because oh, you know, women, we are so we're so good. Sometimes we don't even realize how good we are. Um of how we manipulate, how we try to get, how we overstep, how disrespectful we are, how in the shadows we are. And it's it's amazing how much we are in our own way. Mm-hmm. We get in our own way. Yeah, totally. Huh. Well, is there anything else um, sort of as we start to um, wind down a little bit here? Uh, is there anything else that you want to say around um, the submissive path and like and what you've learned around uh, fatherhood and God and sort of tying all of that together? Beautiful. Yes. So. Again, the submissive archetype is ours and she she needs a polar opposite to play with, which means a dominant masculine. And, and that is like one configuration of polarization of a submissive feminine and a dominant masculine. And I've had a a lot of inner work and and you know real life work that I have been deepening in with my father and creating a polarization with him where I'm deeply coming more and more into my daughter role and how it's a dynamic of polarization and then kind of bringing that up a whole other level of being in a dynamic with God. Mm. And it's really like my feminine and these archetypes that are mine as a woman that I choose to embody and have these polarized relationships with masculine in his different form. Mm. And there are gifts available in each of them. Well, yeah, I love this because I think so often when we talk about polarity, right, it's sort of becoming this like very popular world in the world of, you know, relationship 
transformation work around relationships. And most of the time, right. It's just focused on, Oh, how to bring polarity to your romantic relationship. So I love this, like bringing it out into your relationship with your father and, you know, and with God, mm-hmm. what is that? Um, like, what does it look like, you know, in those relationships, this kind of polarity it looks like I take a seat. <laughs> I think I seat. (laughs) The biggest lesson that I learned with my, well, both with father and with God is like, take your seat, child. (laughs) Wow. Sit down. (laughs) And oh my God, I've gotten the world back tenfold. Yeah. How did that make a difference in your relationship with your father, with your own father? So with my, with my dad in particular, um, I, from very, very little assumed this, like, I have to do it on my own. He, he physically left when I was born to come to the States and try the American dream. And I chose to take that on as the abandonment wound. And automatically took this stance that, um, that, you know, okay, you know, he's not here. I have to step up. It's me. I have to do it as the youngest one in the family. And not until very shortly, you know, maybe a year or two ago where it's like, I so crave for him to be the father and in order for him to be the father and for me to really receive that I need to sit down Mm. I need to sit down and I need to receive his leadership this is just um it's not what's the, the this is not what the dialogue is in the world you know around uh well in general, but especially I think in familiar, familial relationships like this. Yeah, it's really, there's, there's so much tenderness around family dynamics and units and what that looks like and how things have been changing and adjusting. And ultimately at the end of the day, you have a mother and a father and they are your units to raise you to be a human being in the world and they are here to templatize you and to imprint you with the ideally good father good mother and we all have our own stories of our own families and our own traumas and life isn't perfect and it's it's ours to choose of like how do we want to play that game with our family you know, Mm -hmm. what's, what's true for us. And it's going to look different for everyone. Uh, And this is the path that I chose. And I really wanted to go into this because I understand how, how rich it is to have a father daughter dynamic. And that I really, like, I really wanted to go in and work on this. Totally. Oh, Agnes, thank you so much. You are just 
a complete delight and joy in my life. <laughs> um, and uh, just as we wrap up, um, is there anything you want to share about courses that you have coming up, how people should get in touch, all that good stuff? Yeah. So again, thank you for creating this opportunity today. It was a little bit like, oh my gosh, what am I even going to say? And so we have a another opportunity coming up for women who are interested in taking this dive into their feminine archetype, submissive archetype. There is a course called Devotion. And there's a really like heartfelt journey that really kind of goes in deep around our relationship to the masculine, our relationship for ourselves. And then we have another six week journey called Eros. And that one is much more erotic, the charge. And these start in June. Um, So TBD, we have a new set of this coming out in June. If you are interested in learning more or just connecting, you can reach me at agnes.maholic at gmail.com and we'll figure out kind of like what aligns for you. Amazing. Check out her work, people. Um, It is, it's completely life-changing. I love you, Agnes. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Bye, everybody. (laughs) Bye. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you got something from this episode, please share it with someone in your life and pop on over to iTunes to give us a five-star review. I'm so committed to more people custom creating their sex, relationships, and lives from desire. And this podcast is a big part of that. If you have ideas for the show or want to learn more about working with me as a coach, head on over to my Instagram at Kaylin McDuff or my website, kaylinmcduff.com. See you next time.